Thank you. And for getting ready to listen to your new episode of Shooting the Lights Out, the Playmakers blog. Host of Shooting Lights Out is sponsored by Fanatics. Get your official license everything with Fanatics. From hats, jerseys, memorabilia, anything that you want, it's official license everything at Fanatics with Sports Fans Shop. And it's also sponsored by Legs. Locker rooms by Legs. Get customized hat with your favorite team logo. Represent your team in hats, t-shirts, and whatever else you can think of at Locker Rooms by Legs. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for shooting. Lights out. Ladies and gentlemen, let me get this off the screen for you real quick. Welcome to Shooting the Lights Out, ladies and gentlemen. April 17th, 2023. Look, it is on a Monday. We're going to recap the NBA playoffs from the weekend because this is what is all we're talking about is NBA playoffs this day. Y'all know me, your host, I am Justin LaFleur, the playmaker. Darnell Southern's here. I'm not going to waste no time. We're going to jump right into it because we got to recap it. NBA playoffs got started over the weekend. NBA playoffs Saturday. The first game on the docket was the Philadelphia 76ers as the three C hosting the six C, the Brooklyn Nets in game one of the Easter Conference first round playoff. As you can see on the score, 121 to 101. The Philadelphia 76ers continue to only the Brooklyn Nets 5-0 in this season. They swept the season series 4-0 and they win game one. Five straight wins. Over the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, it might be more of the same. Uh, Joel B with 26 points, five boards, three assists, and 33 minutes played. Tyrese Maxey, 13 6. James Harden with 23, 13, and 4. They even got 21 for Tobias Harris. It's just now some people might not like the fact that Joel B only got you five rebounds and whatnot, but hey. Really wouldn't need that at this point in time because it's the Brooklyn Nets we're talking about here, aka the Shadow Room, according to uh, Vic, Victor Locke and Cole Johnson. Shout out to those guys. I'll be seeing talking to those guys tomorrow on Snowman in the Morning. Check that out. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. Check that out. I'll be on in the morning. Nevertheless, Mikael um, M- Bridges, 30 points, five boys. It just, he didn't have no help. Cam Johnson gave you 18. You got 14 for Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, I think you got like 10 off the bench from uh, Seth Curry. It just wasn't enough. Like, you you, you just couldn't. Brooklyn can't match it with Philly, okay? I was kind enough to give them one. Oh, by the way, I didn't. I don't think y'all seen my predictions, but I can give them to you real quick. Why are we going this game? So I didn't put I didn't I didn't think about putting them on there. That's 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 my fault, but 
We can go through it. I have I have the Milwaukee Bucks winning at five over the Miami Heat. I have the Boston Celtics winning at five over the Atlanta Hawks. I have the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers winning at five over the Brooklyn Nets, and I have the Cleveland Cavaliers winning at seven over the Knicks. On the West side, I got the Devil Nuggets winning at six. That might might not be the case. Uh, I have the Grizzlies winning at seven over the Lakers. The champions Golden State winning in six over Sacramento Kings. I almost put I almost picked the Kings in seven, but you gonna figure out why. And I did pick the Clippers over the Suns in seven. So those are my picks right there. That's my fault. I didn't I didn't put the slide on here, but for y'all that was wondering, there you go. Nevertheless, uh, I gave Brooklyn one game. I don't know how they're going to get one game, but I gave them one game just to be nice. Hey, I don't see it. Philly's going to win this series easily, and it's not going to be a problem. That's just me. Okay. Like, they out. They, they had nine more assists than Brooklyn. They had 11 more steals than Brooklyn. It, yeah. it just, it, I don't, I just don't see how Brooklyn is going to. Be competitive in the series at this time. Moving on, our second game that started off was the Boston Celtics against the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks won the seventh seed by shockingly going down to Miami and gave them the business. And then in turn, they got the business from the Boston Celtics in game one. Jason Tatum, 25 points, 11, 11 boys. Jalen Brown, 29 points, 12 boys. Uh, Derrick Wright got in the starting lineup, dropped 24. Marcus Smart gave you 11, 7, and 7. No matter what, all the players for the, all the starters for the Atlanta Hawks scored in double figures, but only one scored twenty, and that was Devontae Murray with twenty-four points, eight boys and six assists. Trey Young sixteen points and eight assists. They ain't gonna cut it. Clinton Butler gave you twelve and eight. They ain't gonna cut it. Uh, DeAndre Hunt gave you eleven. Ain't gonna cut it. John Collins gave you twelve. Ain't gonna cut it. It's not gonna. They did, it's not gonna cut it. And. The Boston Celtics have won four straight games over the line because they won the three games that they played in the regular season and they won game one. So they four straight. So we have Philly on a five game winning streak over their opponent, and we have the Boston Celtics on a four game winning streak over their opponent. I did give a little one because with Trey Young, the one somewhere, I got a feeling they can to get one. But the way this game looked, it was a beat down from the start. Now, Atlanta did make a comeback. But as you can see, 112 to 99. The largest lead was 32 for the Boston for the Boston Celtics. The Atlanta Hawks saw five for 29 from three, 17 percent from three. That is not going to cut it whatsoever. The fact they tried out rebounding the hell out of Miami in that playing game, y'all couldn't do it against Boston. 58 to 45, 13 point, uh, 13 rebounding edge to the Boston Celtics. They ain't going to cut it. Atlanta might have our. I give. I gave them one because of Trey Young, Devontae Murray. They gonna. They gonna get one. I gotta find. They gonna get. They gonna find a way to get one. But hey, that's it. Boston is not losing to the Hawks. It, 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 I'm sorry, all my Atlanta Hawks fans out there. Y'all season is ended in the first round of the playoffs. Y'all not beating Boston. They're, no. No, y'all not. They're not beating Boston. I'm sorry. Continue on. One of the more intriguing matchups. In the playoffs, the New York Knicks were in the land to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and it was the Knicks, orange and blue skies, 
Orange and blue skies in Cleveland. Stephen A. Smith is standing up. Spike Lee is standing up. My boy, why is it Hefe is standing up? Because the Knicks took home court advantage from the Cleveland Cavaliers one-on-one -on -one in 97. As you see the highlighted boxes that I have for you, Donovan Mitchell gave you 38 on 14 for 30 shooting, 6 for 16 from 3 with 8 assists and 5 boards. Darius Garland, where were you, sir? 17 points on 7 for 13 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3. Evan Mobley only gave you 8 points. He did give you 11 boards, but only 8 points on 4 or 13 shooting. That's not going to cut because Jalen Brunson, you see Jalen Brunson's numbers? 27 points, 11 for, 14, 11 for 24 from the field. And that was in the second half because he was in foul trouble in the first half. He came out in the second half and was like, I'm taking over. George Ryan gave you a double-double with 19 to 10. 7 for 20 from the field, 3 from 10 from 3. What you don't see is the best production, but I got that covered for you because Josh Hart played good for the, for the Knicks. He got them going off the bench. Let me give you Josh Hart's numbers. Which is which is gonna be a problem for the for the Cavaliers if they don't get that fixed. Josh Hart, 17 points, 8 for 11 from, from the field, 1 for 2 from 3, and he had 10 boards. You got a double-double from Josh Hart. That is that's just bad. Josh Hart by himself outscored the entire Cavaliers bench. He had 17. The Cavaliers bench as a whole, this uh B Wade, Osman, Rubio, and Lavert. All them together gave you 14 points. Josh Hart by himself outscored the entire Kyle bench. You're not going to win that way, Cleveland. I picked y'all in the seven. So this series should be a good one. But y'all not going to win that way. Y'all not going to beat the Knicks. And another thing is, move on to the next slide. Look at the rebounding. 51 New York, 38 Cleveland. 17 offensive rebounds for New York Knicks. Only 11 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. You kept giving New York second chances. New York was more physical. They were more determined. They had the more hustle plays than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Is the reason why you lost home court advantage because the Knicks out hustled Cleveland. Point blank and simple. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, y'all have to finish the position on the defensive end. If you ain't going to finish the position on the defensive end, y'all going to get beat in the first round by the New York Knicks. Darius Garland, you going to have to be aggressive. Look, I don't care. Yeah, you took 13 shots. No, I don't care about the volume of shots you take. I care about the kind of shots you take. You have to be aggressive. You was not being aggressive. You just taking whatever shot that you want. You just took, you know, this, you know, okay, I'll take that one. You was not into the game. Darius Gull, I need you into the game like Donovan Mitchell was. You can say Donovan Mitchell took way too many shots. He had no choice because Darius Gull, his backup, his, his backcourt mate wasn't being aggressive. So Donovan's like, I'll be aggressive. That's why he got the 38. If Darius Garland can take the same mentality that Donovan Mitchell is taking and take it into game two, I guarantee you the Cleveland Cavaliers will win game two. I guarantee you. Let Darius Garland take some of that aggressive, aggressive nature that Donovan Mitchell had 
and put it in his game. I bet you Cleveland wins game two. But if Dallas Goddard is going to play the same way he played in game one, Cavaliers in trouble. I need Jerry Allen and even though y'all combine Jerry Allen and, and Evan Mobley, y'all combine for 25 rebounds. Nevertheless, y'all didn't get the rebounds that was needed. Y'all was out rebounding by 13. That should not happen when you have two seven footers. Okay? That should not take place. Nevertheless, it took place and the Knicks won because they out hustled the Cavaliers. They made the game winning plays. And game winning plays is not just putting the ball in the bucket. Game winning plays is diving on the ball for loose ball, creating second possessions, ending the, uh, the other team's offensive possession. Those are hustle game winning plays. By the way, when we get to what happened yesterday in a certain game, you will see what I mean by game winning plays, okay? Because another team went on the road and won on yesterday, and I'll get to that a little later. But if you're not going to make the game winning puzzle plays, you're not going to win an NBA series. You're just not. So Cleveland, when it's game two, y'all need to get together. And I'll get to that later towards the end of the show. But Knicks take home quarterbacks from the Cleveland Cavaliers. That was game two on Saturday. Game three put us at ABC primetime, the primetime game, where we got to see the Sacramento Kings host a playoff game in six. Years and hosted, they hosted the reigning, defending NBA champions, Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, 30 points, six boys. Clay Thompson, 21 points, six boys, five assists. They combined for 51. Problem is, our Fox was on the loose. And I mean Fox, and I mean De'Aaron Fox. 38 points in his playoff debut with five assists. So Bonus did not have the best game. He only gave you 12, but he did give you 16 boards. He got 13 from Harrison Barnes. I believe Malik Munt had a fact that was a factor in this game as well. Let me go look at the best points for the Kings. Malik Munt, 32 points, 8 for 13 from the field. And he only hit two threes. That means Malik Monk was more on the attack mode of the driving to the basket. When you can get 32 points on eight shots, that means you was in attack mode. He had 14 free throws, and he hit all 14 free throws. The Aaron Fox went eight for 12 on the free throw line. Those two by themselves combined for 22 of 26 free throws, and they combined together for 70 points 70 points between malik monk and the aaron fox which is saying a lot okay andrew williams came off the bench with john pool gave you 17 east that's 34 points off the bench it was pretty much andrew williams first game back after he was gone for months at the time so we expect him to get back better and right he did look pretty good but you can but he probably didn't fully himself, but he looked damn. He looked pretty damn good in, in game one. I would say that. But shout out to the Kings. 
opening playoff series, opening game in 16 years, and you took down the reigning defending champions in game one to defend the home court for one game. I'm interested in seeing how Mike Brown will adjust in game two because you know Steve Curry and the Warriors, they're going to make their adjustments. They're going to they gonna do their best to make sure De'Aaron Fox is not having a explosive game like he did along with Malik Munt. So, so bonus, Keegan Murray. Can y'all be more productive on the offensive end? So bonus, they give you 16 rebounds, but 12 points ain't going to cut it, so bonus. I'm just going to let you know right now. Scoring 12 points in this series ain't going to cut against the champs. It's it just not going to cut it. Whistle, it's not. It's not going to cut it. So we're going to need a little bit more for you on the scoring department, some bonus. If the Kings are going to send the champs home in the first round. And then here we go. Look at the offensive rebounder. 17 for the Kings to 9. That's it. Plus eight. So they was getting second chance points. So part of six part of the 16 rebounds. So bonus guys with on offensive end creating second chance points. That's good. That is tremendous. I'm just saying he does he need he gonna have to score more than 12 points. They're gonna knock out the champ. That's all I'm saying. Look at the points in the paint, 60 to 44. That's a plus 16 advantage for the Kings. So I like what I see from the Kings. I love what I'm seeing from the Kings. Just need a little bit more on the scoring department from some bonus and uh the Golden State Warriors gonna be in hell of trouble. I mean, I do mean hell of trouble. And I will let Snowman know that tomorrow when I get on the show. So with that being said, we got we got that. So we're gonna take a break here. And as you can see, after we come back from the break, we're talking playoff Sunday. The Playmakers blog is proudly to announce that it is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, where you can get all your official license, sports gear, memorabilia, whether it's for the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, or even International Soccer League, or even college sports. So whip your team, whip the hardware, get comfortable, because Fanatics is the way to go. Where sports fans shop and official license everything. Yes, right, ladies and gentlemen. Shooting Lifestyle is sponsored by Fanatics. Get your official license everything with fanatics.com. Go ahead and get your NBA playoff gear for all this because it's going to be good. Hit the link in our show notes for great deals and special deals that's going on with Fanatics and the rep your team. Yeah, this the NBA playoff. Rep your team. Let it be known who you with. Don't be ashamed as of right now. And I'm doing this live. I'm doing this right now as recording. Up to 65% off site wire using the promo code SWING. S-W-I-N-G with Fanatics.com. All right. Now we're, we took place on Playoff Sunday yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. And we kicked it off with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's the seventh seed. They were in the seed of Memphis to take on the second seed, Memphis Grizzlies. There's a lot of takeaway from this game. One of the main points to take away, as you can see here, John Morant only played 30 minutes in this game because John Morant got injured. And I would get to the injury along with two other injuries that happened in another game all in one. But, yeah, John Morant played 30 minutes, none in the fourth quarter. That is That's pretty significant. Okay, uh, he did finish with 18 points, six boards. Jaren Jackson Jr., 31 points, five boards. 
need more rebounding from Jaron Jackson Jr. Because his counterpart, Anthony Davis, 22 points, 12 boards. Not to mention the man has seven freaking blocks. Seven blocks by A.D. Uh, to go with three steals. Let me get his full stat line. Anthony Davis, 22 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, three steals, and seven. Seven blocks. Anthony Davis played like the defensive player of the year. While the defensive, the most defensive player of the year, James Jackson Jr., he gave you 31. He gave you only five points. You need more rebounds from James Jackson Jr. He gave you two blocks, one still, four assists. Now, lucky enough, there's only three injuries and now four because Anthony Davis was injured. He said he couldn't feel his arm. And he couldn't move it, which was a scary sight, but he did come back and finish the game, which is very good to see. Uh, LeBron James. LeBron James had an ordinary game, if you ask me. 21 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks. To me, it was an ordinary game for LeBron James, which is a scary thought to even say like that. Because you see the final score, Lakers 128, Memphis 112. <laughs> That's because the Brains of one. Rory Hachimura came off the bench and gave the Lakers 29 points off the bench. 11 from 14 from the field, 5 from 6 from 3. The game that was let Hachimura shoot, Hachimura made the Grizzlies pay. And once he got done making the Grizzlies pay, and it was time to bring the, bring the game home for the Lakers, Austin Reeves. As you can see on the screen, 23 points, 8 from 13 from the field, 3 from 5 from 3. Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves combined for 52 points. 19 for 27 from the field, 8 for 11 from 3. And that's how you shock. The second seed Grizzlies on the road in Memphis, Tennessee. Without LeBron James being LeBron James, with the, with the with Anthony Davis being a monster on the inside that he was defensively, D'Angelo Russell had a bounce back game, nineteen points, with four rebounds and seven assists. But it was the Austin Reeves Warrior Hachimura show for the Lakers, and that is a scary sight. Especially if you, especially if we don't know the status of John Morant going forward. The other game that I need to get to involving injuries, as you can see here, the boss says Lakers out rebound the Grizzlies by 11, 45 to 34. 11 blocks by the Lakers. 11 blocks by the Lakers. Okay. Let's put a ball on that because the other game you need to get into is the Miami Heat. Taking on the Milwaukee Bucks up in Milwaukee. You see the final score 113 and 117. Here's what you don't, here's what you need to see. MVP candidate, finals MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 11 minutes played. 11 minutes played. He basically played one whole quarter and he was done for the game. Just like that. Just like that. You're talking an MVP caliber player going after one quarter. 
Certainly enough, even though it's not in the box, if you look at Tyler Hero here, 19 minutes. Basically a quarter and a half, and he was out for the remainder of the game. He might be out for the remainder of the playoffs. He's out for the remainder of the season, but we'll get to that in a, in a bit. So two more injuries to add to John Moran. That happened in the Memphis game. Nevertheless, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, combining for 57 points. A total of 18 assists and 14 rebounds. As it was that type of game by the Miami Heat that overcame the Giannis list books. Riley lost Tyler Hero. Shout out to Jimmy Butler, 35 points, 11 assists. Bam Adebayo did get 22 and 9. He needed to get more rebounds for Bam. But Chris Middleton did everything he could. 33 points, 9 boards. It just wasn't enough. You need more from Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday only gave you 16 points. He did give you 7, seven boards and 16 assists. But he had a terrible day shooting. He only 6 for 18. That is literally that is literally 1 for 3 from the field. That's 33% on the field, Drew Holiday. We need, we need better. We need better possession from Drew Holiday on that one. Uh, Brooke Lopez, 10 points. We're going to need more from you because you're not, you're not a 10-point score. You're more of a 15 to 20-point score because we've seen you put on stupid behind games when you put on a show. So we need more than 10 from uh, Brooke Lopez, depending on the situation from Giannis. We need more from you. But the culture, as a, as a Miss Joy D'Angelo said on the, on the Twitter space yesterday, shout out to Sports After Dark, the culture showed up and the culture got it done. Because you also got 18 from Kevin Love off the bench, along with 15 from Caleb Martin. That's 33 points off the bench right there. Uh, the Bucks got 21 from Bobby Poise. He doesn't want enough. He need more. He need more help, especially if uh, Giannis is not going to be fully ready for game two, and I doubt it. Nevertheless, but you need more. And moving on to the team statistically, three-point shooting, 60% from the Heat. 24% from the bus. That's not going to cut it. Ain't everybody knows that. Points in the paint. 62 points in the paint from the Heat. So the bus 46. That is my Milwaukee bus basketball. If you have seen the bus basketball since Giannis has been there, this is not the bus basketball. The bus are known, and I do mean known, for dominating inside. They dominate inside, and they can then, when it's time to hurt you from the outside, they hurt you from the outside. But getting, but getting outscored in the paint by by 16 points is not bus basketball. And I'm pretty sure Mike Budaholzer knows that. He probably told the team that. That is not our basketball. We don't get outscored in the paint like that. That does, that, that just doesn't happen. One main reason you didn't have Giannis, by the way. Say that. So speaking of Giannis, let's go to this point right here. You see the three, you see three stars. Two superstars and an all-star kind of a player and Tyler Hero, all injured on yesterday. Start off with the biggest one, which is obviously the MVP candidate in Giannis Antetokounmpo. But star Giannis Antetokounmpo was ruled out for the middle of Sunday's game, 130-117 game, lost to the Miami Heat with a lower back contusion, the team announced. But coach Mike Budenholzer said after the first round match that Anthony Cooper had an S-ray that came back clear, which is good. That's very good. 
Budenholzer said, quote, we'll monitor him and see how he wakes up Monday. It's going to be a day-by-day process. Lucky enough for them, they don't play till Wednesday. Game two is not until Wednesday. But, yeah, you could tell Giannis was – yeah, he was hurt. He was hurt, okay? He was definitely hurt. And if they don't – if they got to go a game without – now, they have played games without Giannis and they have won. But we are in the playoffs, so. Chris Middleton got to keep doing what he's doing. Drew Holiday got to be that dude. Book Lopez got to be that dude. Bobby Portis continue doing what he's doing. And the Bucs should get past the heat, regardless of who oh, Jimmy Butler Jimmy and Ben Matterbio do. Because the Grizzlies, the, the Bucs have that team that can beat them without Giannis. They really do. It's just, it's just a simple fact. Are they going to do it is the question. Now the drama ring. Tim McMahon of ESPN. Before I do that, let me shout out to uh, Jamal Collier from ESPN who wrote that article that I just read on Giannis. Now, we're going to Tim McMahon for ESPN about the John Morant injury. Morant's game two status is in jeopardy after Grizzlies loss. Mrs. Grizzly star John Morant. Shouting in agony as he ran off the court, holding his right hand midway through the fourth quarter of Sunday's game one against the Lakers. S-ray were negative, but Morant described his status for Wednesday's game two as in jeopardy. I'm in a good bit of pain, Morant said after the loss. It is, is, is. That's another one. Morant hurt his hand again when he slammed onto the court with five minutes and 48 minutes. 48 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter as the Grizzlies were down four points as he fell after charging into Lakers big man Anthony Davis. Pretty much John Morant and Giannis Antetokounmpo were both injured doing the exact same thing. Anthony Davis tried to take charge on John Morant. John Morant gets injured. Kevin Love tried to take the charge against Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis gets hurt. Same as that play, two superstars injured in both scenarios, which pretty much kind of dampered the games in a way. Because once John Morant went hurt, but just under six minutes to go with Grizzlies down four, you can feel the energy from the from the FedEx farm leave. But that's John Morant we're talking about. When Giannis left just before the end of the first quarter. You felt the entire building in Milwaukee drained because we're talking a 30-point, 13-rebounding guy leaving the floor. And if you recall, the, the final score in these both games is a big difference. Lakers won by 16. Miami won by 13. Now, maybe both both Warriors teams still win the game in Miami and the, and the Lakers. But how close are we talking about? Does the Memphis Grizzlies actually lose by 16 and John Moran is still on the court? Do the Bucks get beat down by 13 if Giannis is still in the game? So just questions we have to ask ourselves. And then we get to the other side of that Bucks game, the Miami Heat, when Tyler Hero. And for this one, we're going to shout out Jamal Collier again. You guys wrote this one. Heat guard Tyler Hero breaks hand in game one versus Bucks. Miami guard Tyler Hero broke his hand while driving, 
before I dive in for you, lose ball during the second quarter of Sunday's game one win of the Milwaukee Bucks. Hero crashed to the floor after he was unsuccessful in trying to chase down a loose ball during the final minutes of the first half. He stayed on the court until halftime, but was in clear discomfort, holding his right hand while on the court before attempting a three-pointer with 32 seconds remaining. Once he missed the rim badly on the shot attempt, Hero went in pain. Before the start of the third quarter, the Heat announced he would not return to the game. Hero scored 12 points on 5 of 9 shooting in 19 minutes. Even though he was able to do so, word came around that Tyler Hero had broken his hand. That is a tough loss for the Miami Heat. You're talking about one talking about a former six man of the year who can come off the bench and go for 30 whenever he feels like it, because he is that type of shooter. A sniper from three. But nevertheless, the Heat did get a big win because despite ain't losing Hero, Jimmy Butler stepped up, Ben My Body did his thing. You got bench production from Kevin Love and Caleb Martin. But these injuries, man. It's going, be, it's going to be interesting to see how the Memphis Grizzlies adjust without John Moran against this Lakers team, where Anthony Davis is being a man amongst boys on the defensive end, and you have Rory Hachimura and Austin Reed putting on shooting performances out of the blue. And then for the Bucks and Heat, how long is John this is out? We know Tyler Hill is out for the series, so who's going to step in his spot? Is it Duncan Robinson? Uh, is it Kyle Lowry? The air is supposed to do the young thing and go with Caleb Martin in that spot. Do he, does he insert Kevin Love in that spot? Let Jimmy be the two. How gave us be the one, Jimmy be the two. Okay. You put Bam at you put Bam at the five and Kevin Love at the four. These are questions that I have to ask. But nevertheless, this is this is painful, painful to watch. Very painful. Okay. Very, very painful. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, moving on, because we do have two more games to get into. A game, a series, not just a game, a series that I am looking forward to is the Los Angeles Clippers against the Phoenix Suns. And those of you who are remember, if you go all the way back to the first initial episode of Shooting Lights Out. I had the Clippers and the Grizzlies meeting in the Western Conference Finals, and I had the Bucks and the Celtics meeting in the East Conference Finals, with the Clippers and the Bucks meeting in the NBA Finals. Not a good start for my Bucks magician because we lost Giannis Antetokounmpo, and we don't know for how long. However, the main thing is people came at me because I picked the Clippers in seven because I stuck with my preseason picks. Okay, I did not change my preseason. I stuck with it with when. I could have went the other way. I stuck when I said Clippers in seven, 115 to 110, despite not having Paul George for this series. The Clippers take home court events from the Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant, 27 points, 7 for 15 from the field. Nine boys and 11 assists. The man almost had a, the man almost had a triple double in his first game with the Suns in the playoff series. Torrey Craig, 22 points. I surprised him 22 points because Torrey Craig don't go off for 22 points this out of Whenever he wants to, that was surprising to see. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, 18 points, 8 boys. That's not a good sign. Chris Paul, only 7 points, 11 boys, 10 assists. Devin Booker, 26 points, 10 for 19 from the field. You see what Kawhi Leonard did over there? 
38 points, five boards, five assists. But, you know, we can talk about Kawhi Leonard, but what about Russell Westbrook? Russ, now all y'all gonna look at it. Man, that man went three for 19 from the field. That man was shot terrible. He shot the Suns back in the game already. So, but do you see the 10 rebounds? Do you see the eight assists? And by the way, um, that man, that man had two plus free throws. He made two plus free throws. He defended Devin Booker in Christ Town, blocked a shot and threw the ball off of him. He generated three, like two to three offensive, offensive rebounds on one possession for the Clippers. But y'all gonna look at him being three for 19. Yes, it was one of the worst shooting performances I ever seen Russell Westbrook had in a playoff game. Three for 19. But when you come up with 11 boards, it says 10, but I think they updated. Double digit and rebounds, eight assists. Three blocks and two steals, bruh. Give that man credit. Remember when I said earlier about the New York Knicks doing game-winning hustle plays? That was Russell Westbrook for the L.A. Clippers. Russell Westbrook made the game-winning hustle plays in course time. The ability to not let Kevin Durant get a good-looking shot. The ability to block Devin Booker and throw the ball off Devin Booker to make it Clippers ball to create multiple office possession by going for officer rebounds and making two clutch free throws, even though you struggling from shooting the ball. He only took six three points, okay? He took six three points and made one. So you take the three points out. He was two from 13 from the field. If you take out the three points, Russ Price was two from 13 from the field. Now, we're going to talk real, because this is what we do here on Shooting Lights Up. We talk real ball. We talk real basketball here. This man is 2 from 13 from inside the arc. And yet, when it was time for him to hit the free throws, he hit both free throws. He put both free throws in the hoop. If you want to give him slack about his shooting performances, you better give him credit for what he did outside of shooting. Because his tenacity, his energy, his hustle plays is the reason why the Clippers got home court advantage right now. Okay? Now, we're going to love Corralin. Corralin was Corralin. Corralin became that dude. 38 points. 13 from 24 from the field. 3 from 5 from 3. We, not, we know what Corralin brings to the table. We understand that. So we're not going to take nothing away from Corralin. Corralin, he came that dude. He was that dude. Okay? But we're not going to see him just blow up Russell Westbrook like we always been doing. That's not going to happen. Russell Westbrook gets credit for this game here. His his hustle, his energy is the reason why they took home court advantage from the Phoenix Suns. And you, you might not like it because you, 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 want, you want him to shoot better. Fine. That's all well and good. But you cannot go and deny that Russell Westbrook played a major role in the Clippers still in home court advantage. Now, let me get back to the Phoenix side because I heard a lot of people. Talk about Kevin Durant. He playing like ass. He was terrible. The man almost had a triple double. Okay, that man had twenty seven points, nine rebounds, and eleven assists. Now, if you want to say, now if you want to say he didn't play good in the fourth quarter, say that because that's really what you're saying. When you say he played ass, 
You're talking about the entire game, which he was not. Now, if you want to say he played ass in the fourth quarter, say that and I'll get you. I'm with you. Because in the fourth quarter, he was not aggressive in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, Durant was not looking for a shot in the fourth quarter. Now, to be fair, and to be completely fair to Kevin Durant, ever since he joined the Suns, he hasn't really been shooting the ball like that. Maybe I can prove it to you. I can I can prove it to you because uh, I looked at I looked at his time with the Suns, the eight games he has played when they was eight and zero. I want to say what did Kevin Durant really do with the Suns since he's been there? Okay. In his first game against Charlotte, he only took 15 shots. Against Chicago, he took 10. Against Dallas, he took 17. Against Minnesota, he took 18. Versus Denver, he took 15. Against OKC, he took 21. 14 against the Spurs. 18 against the Nuggets again. And then he only took 15 against the Clippers. I mean... If you want to be fair about it, Kevin Durant took the amount of shots that he normally takes. Look at the shots selection. 15 from Durant. Okay? 12 from Torrey Craig. 16 from Aiden. Chris Paul only gave you eight, which, I mean, we all know Chris Paul should be shooting somewhere between 14 and 15 shots a game, to be quite honest. Devin Booker only had 19. Devin Booker only took four more shots than Kevin Durant. Devin Booker only took four more shots than Kevin Durant, but we're going to focus on Kevin Durant because he is the name of the team. But it is not his team. It is Devin Booker's team. This ain't the Golden State Warriors. When Golden State told Kevin Durant, dude, if you need to take over, take over. You have to green light to do what you need to do. Because you know why? You're not going to help off Steph Curry. You ain't going to help off uh, Clay Thompson. Clay the Splash Brothers. You're not going to help off of them. Because you know if you help off of them, it's it's over. That's why it was so painful to see Kevin Durant go to Golden State. Because you have three lethal shooters who can shoot from inside and outside with no problem. You ain't having off any one of them. Draymond Green is a terrific playmaker. You can help out Draymond Green, but Draymond Green know how to make plays with the ball. And you don't want to center on Kevin Durant. So don't compare the situation with Golden State to the Phoenix Suns. It is two different organizations, and they play ball in two different ways. With the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker is the man. Chris Paul is the floor general, okay? DeAndre is not the type of big man that he should be. Because if he was, maybe the Suns actually won game one. He is not, you know, MB. He's not Giannis. He's not... The Joker. That's not who DeAndre Yatton is. He's a solid big man. Okay. To me, DeAndre Ayton is just a better offensive version of Clint Capella. That's pretty much what DeAndre. Clint Capella is good at offensive rebounding, playing defense. DeAndre Ayton is good at scoring the ball. Outside of that, them two pretty much you can put them two in the same category to me. If I'm being completely honest, DeAndre Ayton ain't that dude. It's Devin Booker. Kevin Durant literally went to Phoenix and told Devin Booker, he's that dude. It's not Kevin Durant. It's Devin Booker. If you don't believe me, I, I can't remember. I don't know if it's, I think it was, was it, I don't know if it was against, it was against uh, somewhere between the Chicago game, the Dallas game, and the Minnesota game. One of them games, Kevin Durant literally looked at Devin Booker and was like, dude, you're the man. 
Because Devin Booker was going to defer to Kevin Durant because Devin Booker's trying to figure out how we're going to work this out as well as Kevin Durant. No, Kevin Durant's like, dude, this is your team. You go. Kevin Durant did not go to Phoenix to take over Phoenix. He went to Phoenix to be a part of Phoenix. Now, if Devin Booker, Monty Williams, and Chris Paul go to Kevin Durant and say, Kevin Durant, we understand that this team belongs to Devin Booker. But for this playoff run, we're going to need you to be that dude. If that if they have that conversation, then we're good to go. But I don't think they had that conversation. I think the conversation is play ball the way that we've been playing ball. Devin Booker's the man of the team. Kevin Durant, you do what you do best. You do you. But Devin Booker is that dude, and this is his team. That's why Kevin Durant has 11 assists. Now, if you want him to take over, let's say you want him to take over, but it's not KD's team. So KD wasn't looking to take over. Until Monty Williams, Devin Booker, Chris Paul had that talk with Kevin Durant, I expect Kevin Durant to play like he played yesterday. Be efficient from the field, make the correct play, and if then it's time to go, Devin Booker, you take over. Until they have that conversation, you might get more of the same. I'm just throwing that out. I'm just doing that. Now let's get to the team stats of this game. As you see here, really ain't much of a difference. Phoenix shot better from the field. Cubby shot better from three. About even on, on the free throw battle on the free throw battle. Okay, Clippers slight edge in the rebounding. It wasn't really much difference between the two. It's just game winning hustle plays. Made by Russell Westbrook in the Los Angeles Clippers, creating multiple offense possessions. As you can see here, the offensive rebound, fifteen for the Clippers, six for the Suns. There's your difference right there. Game-winning hustle plays by the Clippers, led by Russell Westbrook. There you go. And then finally, the only team to not. To not get close to 100 because the Hawks scored 99, so they was like a point away from 100. Outside of that, the only team not close to a goddamn 100 is the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they got the spatch. I mean, the spatch by the Denver Nuggets, the one versus eight matchup. Nikhil Jokic, 13 points, 14 boys, six assists, and he fouled out. Nevertheless. 13 for Marion Gordon, 18 and 11 for Michael Porter Jr., 24, 8 and 8 from Jamal Murray and Contreras Caldwell Pope gave you 15. All the starters from Denver scored, scored in double figures, led by Jamal Murray, and they beat the breaks off the Minnesota Timberwolves. Despite the fact that Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns combined for 23 rebounds. Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic combined for 25 rebounds. The two fellow seven footers got out rebounded by an MVP candidate and the third best player on the team. While Jokic and Porter combined for 31 points, the two seven footers of Minnesota combined for 19 points. Anthony Edwards, 18 points, six for 15 from the field. Minnesota, y'all in trouble. I'm just gonna put it like that. Y'all in trouble. Y'all just y'all just in trouble. 
only kept look the league blew up to 32 at one point in time. That's how bad it was. The same thing that happened with the Hawks. The league blew up to 32 at one point in time. And that game gets acceptance. Y'all in trouble. Y'all is just in trouble, okay? It is what it is. All right. It is what it is. All right, another quick break here. And then when we come back, we're gonna get you ready for game two across the playoffs. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC. Kylian Mbappe just all of a sudden finally understood his role, and I think he finally understood that everything Kylian Mbappe has accomplished already, you know, there is still a hell of a lot waiting for him in the future. Kylian Mbappe is only 24 years old. He has accomplished so much, and you know what? Kylian Mbappe has not even reached his prime. Finally seeing, you know, the Marcus Rashford we have been hoping for for such a long time, you know. But, you know, this game, you know, after after everything Manchester United has been, you know, doing lately, you know, th this was actually the ultimate test, you know, to see if Manchester United, you know, all, honestly was all of a sudden for real. I, I explain this. The United States, maybe they have to suffer this loss as a lesson to learn to prepare for the future. Because four years from now, the World Cup is in not one, not two, but three countries. The United States of America, Canada, and Mexico. Into the NetFC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shooting Lights Out. And here we go. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Nets and the 76ers about in game two, 7.30 on TNT. Follow up after that game at 10 p.m. on TNT. We have game two of the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. Uh, what do the Nets do to even be competitive in game two against the Philadelphia 76ers? Or it would be more the same with game one and the Nets just dominate the Nets and the Nets go to the Barcase Center looking to rebound from an old 2 deficit. If that's the case. But the more intriguing game is Warrior Kings game too. You know Steve Curry, you know Clayton, you know defensive they're gonna make their adjustments. You know they're gonna make their adjustments. So how does Mike Brown make his adjustments after you see what Steve Curry is gonna make their adjustments? Can we get more scoring from the Manchester Bonus along with the 16 rebound? So instead of giving us 12 and 16, can you give us 18 to 24 and 16? So one. Will the Aaron Fox be able to do what he did in game one and drop 30, 30 points? Can Malik Munt do what he did in game one and drop 30-something points in this one? Uh, can Keegan Murray take his game to the next level and be more in the scoring factor to help out the Aaron Fox immediately and Malik Munt, okay? Game two in this was going to be interesting because can if the Warriors go down 0-2, they got to go home to San Francisco and defend home court, okay? They got to defend home court because no matter what, the Warriors have to win one in Sacramento to move to the next round. They have to win one because they are the road team. They are the six seed. The Kings are the three seed, okay? So Warriors have to win one on the road. Is game two the one that they can take on the road because you are the defending champ. And if you know anything about the Golden State Warriors when they went to championship and they won four titles, they was a team that can go on the road and beat you in any given time they wanted to. Why beat you at home? It was good on both the road and home. This year, that has not been the case. They've been one of the worst road teams in the NBA. They lost a tough one on Saturday night. Can they get the much-needed road win that they need in game two tonight? That is 
That's tonight. Tomorrow, game twos continue with the triple header. First, we'll be starting off on NBA TV at 7 p.m. with the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Bucs Celtics in game two. Just the same thing with I talked about with the Nets and 76. Can the Hawks do anything to be more competitive against the Boston Celtics? Because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been having their way with the Atlanta Hawks. You didn't have a good game for Mount Offord in that one, but you have Devin White going in. You still have Michael Brody coming off the bench. You have the reigning defending defensive player, yeah, Marcus Smart, who's probably guarding Trey Young, giving Trey Young problems. What can the Hawks do to get a win in Boston to take the series back to the ATL 1 1? Or will it be more the same what Boston's been doing to them for the past four games and make it 2 0? And then we go back to TNT for a double header 7 30. Game two of the New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, I need you to be the big seven footers that y'all are. Darius Garland, I need you to be more aggressive to help Donovan Mitchell out, okay? I need the Cleveland Cowboys to be more aggressive, to be more intense, to be more hungry than the New York Knicks. If not, you do not want to go to Madison Square going down 0-2 and lost both games at home. Because if you do that, the Knicks will win the series, and it won't be in seven. It might not even be in six. It might probably be in five. Because if you go down 0-2 to the Knicks, you're all done. It is over with. So if Cleveland wants to be that team that won 51 games, handle your business. At home on Tuesday, on, on tomorrow, Tuesday night, to go to Madison Square Garden with tie one one. Oh, this is over, and, and I do mean over. And then at ten p.m. on TNT tomorrow, game two, Clippers Suns. What kind of talk does the Phoenix Suns have amongst themselves about what took place in Game One? Is Cameron gonna be more aggressive? Is Devin Booker gonna be more aggressive? Is Chris Paul gonna be more aggressive? And can the Clippers duplicate what they did in game one? Most of what they did in the first half when they had a 16-point lead instead of having to fight to win it, scratch and call and survive game one. Can Russell Westbrook give you a better shooting performance while still being that energy and a hustle player that he was in game one? Corralin is going to do Corralin things. Does Norman Powell be more efficient in scoring? Or what does Terrence Mann do in the scoring department? Because Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann can score the rock. We watched Terrence Mann. Two years ago, when they made that trip to the West Conference against the same Suns, put on performances that we was like, yo, Terrence Mann is probably, might be one of them dudes for the Clippers that can help out Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Can that Terrence Mann we, we surface in this series for the Clippers to help out Kawhi Leonard? Because, you know, the Suns going to make that adjustment. Monty Williams going to do what he needs to do. What does Ty Lue do to counter what Monty Williams going to do? So take the series back to Crypto.com Arena 2-0 instead of 1-1. Okay, that's Tuesday's lineup, and finally, Wednesday is the final of the game twos. Begin on NBA TV at 9 p.m. Well, beginning with oh, TNT, should I say, begin at TNT at 7 30 p.m. We have the Lakers Grizzlies round two. The status of John Moran is still up in the air. Uh, how does the Grizzlies fare with they don't have John Moran against the Lakers? Who, Saw Warrior Hachimura go for 29, and they saw Austin Reese go for 23, while LeBron James had an ordinary game and Anthony Dez being a beast in the defensive side of the ball. Jaron Jackson Jr., can you continue to do what you did in, in game one but be more effective on the glass? Desmond Bain, do what you do. Is Dylan Brooks ever going to step up and be a help on the offensive end? These are questions and concerns that I have for the Memphis Grizzlies and for the Lakers. I hate saying this, 
continue doing what you're doing. You don't need to change nothing, to be honest. AD, continue to be a monster on the defensive board, on the defensive end. Get your shots. Get your shots when you can. LeBron James, just pick your spots whenever you feel like picking your spots. Also, if you're going to get dispossession from Austin Reeves, who are out your more, a game here from DeAndre Russell, or a game here from Dennis Schroeder, y'all just do what y'all do and continue doing what y'all been doing. And y'all can put Memphis in a bye. Okay? That's at 7.30. At 9 p.m. on EBA TV, game two of the Heats and Bucks. The Saturday Giannis and the couple is the main concern for the Milwaukee Bucks, including myself. What is the status of Giannis? Is Drew Holiday ready to be Drew Holiday in the playoffs? Is Brooke Lopez ready to be that dude that he was last year and the year before that in the playoffs? Barry Force continue doing what you're doing. Chris Milton do keep continue doing what you're doing. Uh Grayson Allen, we're gonna need a sighting from you, Grayson Allen. And then for the Heat. It's about culture, baby. You're not gonna have Tyler Hero. Who's gonna step in? Who's gonna fill Tyler Hero shoes? Jimmy Butler, continue doing what you're doing. Bam out of body. Do what you're doing, but be more aggressive on the boards. You don't have Giannis to deal with, most likely, in game two, because he has a lower back or two. So I don't think I don't think Giannis might be fully ready when game two happens, even though he does have two days off today and tomorrow. I don't think he's going to be fully ready for Wednesday, to be in my honest opinion. I hate saying that. But if I'm being completely honest, I don't think Giannis is going to be completely ready. So can Bam Adebayo take advantage of that? And the bitch for the Heat, Kevin Love, Kevin Mark, and y'all continue to do the production that y'all did in game one. And then after Grizzlies and Lakers game two on TNT at 10 p.m. on TNT, it's game two of the Timberwolves and Nuggets. Are the Timberwolves going to show up to play? That's all That's that's all I got. Are you going to show up to play? That's it. That's pretty much it. Are you going to show up to play? If not, let's, let's go home because we don't want to see we don't want to see y'all getting blown out again like y'all did last night. Okay? But other than that, that would be it for shooting lights out today. Uh, we probably come back some. We'll see if we can come back sometime during this week to recap more playoff games. Look forward to the other playoff games, especially before the weekend. But until then, I'm the playmaker right here from Jacksonville, Florida. I'll catch y'all later.